welcome to the Biggest Baby Podcast. If you've seen our vlogs, this is just going to be more of the same as we explore and discuss everything Las Vegas. Hi, and welcome back to the Biggest Baby Podcast. And I am pleased to tell you that it's not just me and Michael this week. We do have a special guest. Um, now, I was going to say he needs no introduction because I am guarantee everybody who's listened to this podcast has watched this person at some point or another and enjoys um, his vlogs as much as we do. So uh, without further ado, let me welcome Mr. Matt Bridger. Oh, hi, Lindsay. How are you doing? Hi, Michael. Thanks for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. We're we're absolutely uh, delighted that you've come along and, and joined us because you know we're sick of the sound of each other's voice. To be honest, <laughs> I know. <you're> <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is our third one. Um, obviously, we've done um, we've done the first two. We are they're very much finding our feet. It's all very new to us. So um, bear with us. Obviously, Michael's on the technical side, and I'm generally my forte is generally just rambling and being very confused through the whole thing. I've been very impressed with the first two. You, you guys have, have great dynamic, and uh, <laughs> so I've listened to both, and they've they've been awesome. So. Uh... Hopefully I can at least uh, keep the, the, the standard to the same level rather than decrease it in any way. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely certain. I'm amazed, Matt, that, that like, we're still friends because we learned how to actually play slots by watching your things, your, your like, vlogs. So technically you've, or not? I don't know. Well, technically you've cost us thousands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Well, at, least, at least you know what you're doing as you lose the thousands, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We we know what hasn't arrived on the screen, or we know what hmm. we know what we were looking for and that didn't land. But yeah, <laughs> no. To be fair, Michael's right. Like before we um our first few times in Vegas, we didn't gamble. We were terrified. To be perfectly honest, we just did not know where to start. Um, we'd never been really to a casino at home. We were just terrified. We wouldn't have a clue. And we just thought it was going to be we're going to stick this money and we're going to lose it immediately and walk away and think why did we do that? Which and is still was, what happens, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> most of the time. But um, but yeah, watching your vlogs. People, I think most people do. Um, I think if you're a slots payer, you assume everyone knows. But there are so many variables to these things with the various games. It can be quite an overwhelming experience as a a new visitor. I would imagine walking into a casino with and saying, "Right, I've got my you know a few hundred dollars. What the hell do I do?" So yeah, it is. Um, you know, you do need a bit of instruction occasionally. I think if you're new, yeah. for sure. I mean, we didn't. We literally didn't even know. Like, to me, before I, before I watched your vlogs, I thought free spins was like a bad thing. Like, I thought oh, I'd rather have like a cash win. And then if I if something landed on free spins, I'd be like, oh, they're fobbing us off. There is now. I'm like free spins, free spins. I just didn't get it. You know, like. It's it's weird that how we've gone, you know, and it, it, it is all down to you. I'm blaming you completely. How we've gone from total novices to now, like, we just cannot wait to get there it's and get back gambling. and play the slots. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so what I am hoping, Matt, is that you may be able to help me with this next segment because um, if you have listened to the first two, you'll know that Michael um, plays a Vegas sound and... At some point, I'm meant to guess what it is, and they're ridiculously hard. They're too short, and he gives me no clues other than saying it's a casino slot, and that's it. So I need all the help I can get, to be honest. Well, the only thing I would say is that the first two in the first two episodes, I, I didn't get anywhere near either of them like you. 
So, well, I, I have made this one a lot easier, and I'd actually mean it this week. It's not like you know where I claim that it's instantly recognisable, and I'm basically lying just to wind up Lindsay. I do. I have legitimately made things easier this week. It's it's longer. I I know that Matt's going to get this. I'm oh, just not okay. sure if Lindsay will. Oh, well, there you go. I've got no pressure on me. It's all on your exactly. shoulders Exactly, it's here. all on Matt. The <laughs> spotlight's firmly on Matt. Can he get it? So the pressure. So here we go. Uh, so um, what's the sounds? I know well, I do, I do recognise that. But one can you place it? Yeah, can you place it? I know the sound exactly, but I can't place <laughs> it. Oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> It's a really well-known one. It is. Let's play it again. Now that sounds like something going round and round and round and round and round in the background. Is that not like a like a wheel of fortune or a something that spins? It sounds like oh something going round. Oh my god! I can't believe I don't know this. Well, right, you this do is know it. This is a thing. No, I do know it, but I can't mm. place it. Sorry, one more time, Michael, if you don't mind. Right, this is it's to do with high stakes. It's lightning link high stakes, <gasps> um, but I can't quite think which part of high stakes. Mm. But it's definitely that game. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't like to confirm uh, at this stage, but you're not a million miles away, certainly. Well, look, that's the closest anyone's got to guessing. Mm. You know, yeah. mine are usually dinosaurs or tigers, and that's about yeah. it. That's as far close as I get. You get very fixated on the animals. So if it's high stakes, if you think about it, with high stakes, it's either this, it's, the suitcases land, don't they, with high I stakes? Think, I, I think it's the bonus where you have the, the big one in the middle and it's come around and it's hit something on the middle um, reel of that big reel. Mm. That does sound, yeah, I know what you mean, because you, you, you try and get the chip, don't you, in the middle? There's like yeah. the middle, and then there's the night. Is it the six down the either side? I don't think I mean, it's the chip. I think it's it's where it's it's showing you the lines of whatever's matched up. Right, that that's my guess. Mm. Well, well, we shall we shall find out later. You know what? It, you know what it is though. It's just nice to have someone on my team, Matt. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Instead of him sat there with all of the knowledge, and I think he would quite happily let the squad to like podcast number three hundred, and I've never got one right. That's what he would love. I'm thinking about doing an entire like episode, which is just you trying to work out what a sound is. <laughs> I tell I, you, I a, could, a, a Vegas quiz with sounds though is is a great idea. You know? <laughs> Rather than just run it, it's actually a very good idea. Maybe you should have some teams or something. I don't know. Maybe but, maybe we could turn it into a whole kind of vlog podcast yeah. episode thing by itself. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. Right. Well, thank you for that support. Hopefully, you're right because I'd love to get one up on him. Even though it's not me, I'll, I'll, if even if you guess that right, Matt, that's one for my team. That's what I'm doing. I was, right. was going to say, how were you involved in this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just claiming the win. You are. Right? Yeah. Team Lindsay and Matt versus Michael, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? If you if you want somebody on your side for a Vegas sound or anything to do with Vegas, who better than to have Matt Bridger on your side? To be perfectly honest. Definitely. Um, right. So now we would normally go into some news. Any Vegas news that have caught your eye? So, um, as the guest, Matt, would you like to start? Yeah, actually, this um, this uh, bit of news uh, is really interesting to me. I don't know about you guys, but certainly over the last sort of five or six years, um, the number of messages I get about 
sort of hand pays and tax on hand pays and how do you claim the tax back when you've had it taken off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's literally the, the question I probably get asked more than any other. Um, well, uh, help could be at hand because there's a, a slot machine that basically bypasses uh, the hand pay uh, element, which I, I read about the other day. Um, the slot machine is called Double Jackpot Blazing Sevens with Quick Hit. Handily tied. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. It does, rolls it? off yeah. the tongue, yeah. <laughs> with quick hit. It's uh, made by Light and Wonder, which is formerly um, Scientific Games. Now, currently, it's only in a high-limit version. But um, basically, it's a, it's a normal three-reel game with, with quick hits and sevens and all the rest of it. But basically, when you get the bonus... You get a certain number of spins at a bonus wheel, a bit like Wheel of Fortune. Um, and it has segments of $1,000, $500, $100, or there is one segment of zero. Now, you would think, well, every other one is going to hit a zero, but that's not the case. It actually only hits the zero once every 999 spins. That would be our one. one. That, yes, exactly. Yeah. That, that would be us. Yeah. You're pretty much, you're basically guaranteed anything between five and 25 spins, depending on what. Uh, limit you're playing what denomination you're playing to hit a thousand five hundred or a hundred now the way that they do it so that you get away with um with with no hand pay is a obviously the segments are under 1200 being a thousand five hundred or hundred but secondly you actually wager your normal stake on each spin so in effect it's like winning a mm. an amount of money but it, it's not all in one so if you've got five spins and you win five grand you've wagered each one of those five spins. Mm. Therefore, you bypass the requirement for a hand pay, <laughs> even though you've won five grand. Isn't that ingenious? <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm surprised it's taken this long for, for yeah. someone to figure out how to actually, because that's actually quite simple, but it's, it's beautifully it really simple. Is. And, and mm. so you're basically, you're, you're just buying, well, not free spins, uh, as we were talking about before we started <laughs> recording. You're buying spins that aren't free, but they are guaranteed to win decent amounts mm. of money. Um, so, but what would happen if on one of those spins you got the over the hand pay amount? But you can't. You can't. Because oh, you could that all under hand the hand pay amount. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I, I basically, that. it's either a thousand five hundred or a hundred. That's the only segment that's you get. That's bloody brilliant! Isn't it? What a great idea that is. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know that's uh, yeah. I think it's only come out in the last month or two. So whether or not is they this, then is this the one which is only in Circa or Golden Gate or somewhere? It's just in one of them. Yeah, I, I can't recall what casino it said it was in. I just thought the whole. I mean, if they, I mean, I, I know there's, there's ongoing talk about the the uh, hand pay amount increasing to five thousand, but mm. that's been that's been muted for a long, long time. Um, but assuming that that doesn't happen, you, you can't really see the IRS signing that off anytime <laughs> soon, really. But no. uh, you know, if if they then if this takes off and they then decide to do it, maybe on uh, you know lower you know normal denomination games, that could be incredible. Really good. Mm. You, you'll um, you'll know it, Michael. It'll be the one with the massive queue behind it. <laughs> People yeah. yeah. mm. Because it'll be like all the Americans and the Canadian, everyone who pays tax basically will just be <laughs> queued behind that one machine. Totally. Because because we don't get hand pays. It's it's so it's not something that re- would really affect us. We we got one, and we've had to go through this whole thing where we've had to claim the kind of tax back to try and get yeah. the item. And, it's and have, you, a, have, you, have you completed that process yet or not? 
it's it's underway. So we've we've done our bit. We're just waiting for it to kind of arrive. But it was a it, it was the one that we got in the um in the group poll. You know, it was like a, and, and we knew we were going to take the hit because yeah, we yeah. knew that it was our card and we didn't have an night in. And um, so it was one of those things where you really want the hand pay, but the other thing is actually we're, <laughs> we're going to have to kind of sort that out between us afterwards. But yeah, so we found a, a tax. Um, basically firm here and then we we had to send everything over to him and the paperwork we got from the casino and we had to pay an amount up front and then he's gone and done his bit and then he sent that off so apparently we should be getting an our item well my item and um a check for the amount that it was that they took us you know in the next few weeks basically that's kind of what we've had to get to, well i tell you what if, if you if you did a vlog on exactly what you did to get that money back um, you'd get a hell of a lot of views because I mean I don't know what the the process is these days. When I did it, it was all manual. I went over to the tax office downtown and sat in a queue and basically mm-hmm. handed over my passport and spoke to the guy and then got it through the post. You know, six months later or whatever. Um, yeah. But it is it's the one thing in Vegas being a Brit. You, I mean, if you know if you're if you've played for a week and then on your last day you've won you know, 1,201 pounds, sorry dollars, and you know you then get taxed thirty percent because you gambled in the wrong place. How pissed off would you be? You know, it's it, it, it's it's not great. So, <laughs> well, that was the thing because we obviously did two group pulls. One was downtown, and one was the strip. And we were talking beforehand to the casinos, saying what if this and what if that. We just wanted to have everything um, organized. And typically, if we'd got the hand pay on the the strip one, they would have done all the paperwork for us. It just was typical. We got it on the downtown one. But but what what I'm glad about is that it just means that hopefully when we're there this year, we've got our item with us and we're kind of all set and, and, and it's sorted now. I don't think you have to. Is it every three years? I think it lasts for three years. I'm sure at a time. Uh, yeah, I think we've. I mean, my one now is you know, it's dated actually 2019, but there's, there wasn't any problem this last time. Um, mm. But actually, if you if you gamble in MGM now, interestingly. Uh, when I won that hamper on the Boost Gold Buffalo game, uh, I didn't have my um, my passport on me, and I thought, oh, well, I'm going to have to leg it back to uh, to Vidara and get it. But they they basically MGM Rewards have now linked your previous documentation, i.e., your passport and your item number, to your players' card on their system. Mm-hmm. So basically, they, they, all all you have to do is, is is hand over your players' card. They go away, come back, and give you 100. percent I mean, it wow. couldn't be easier. You literally have. There's no requirement now to to carry it around. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, that's. I mean, that really is a huge incentive to gamble at MGM properties over the, the Caesars ones, and unless it's Caesars Palace, which is the only one that I'm aware of that actually does it all for you. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I tell you what, if we do do that vlog um, about how we claimed it back, we should be on commission from the tax <laughs> from the tax firm that we're going to recommend. We should <laughs> we have a ten percent of everybody's claims. For you. I mean, how much did they charge you for for the service? Do you mind? It was quite a lot. I mean, we because our handpay was just over the handpay limit. Like it was, you know. So we actually applied, we asked two or three different places, and most of them were down in London, and we were like, well, you know, it's a bit of a journey for us to get down to London if we have to hand our paperwork over and everything down there but um, a few of them came back and said the value that you'd get back wouldn't be worth the value of you paying for it so we were like well I know but we want the item at the end of the day do you know what I mean if it's if it even if we don't make any money off it even if we just basically pay in the amount of that we're going to get it's still worth it to get the item and then we don't have to worry about it so it was a few hundred pounds we paid Mm -hmm. um 
but like I say now, we, we kind of said, well, is that check's useless. To, you know, we, that money's gone from our point of view. We paid it. So the only way to get it back is to pay this money out and get it back. So it was kind of, mm-hmm. we just waited up, didn't we? Yeah, and as you Absolutely. say, once you've got it, you can relax. You can just gamble where you want and... You know, hopefully well, that's, what, that's clearly what's been holding us back from winning all these hampers, Matt. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I do find that, it, I mean, I went like 12 years or something without one, you know, and, and I, I thought I'd never hit one. And since I hit the first one, I don't know, it's, it's just happened quite mm. regularly. It's weird. That was the, the Walking Dead one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was... Mm. Even that, you know, and you could say, well, I've, I've, I've upped my gambling, and I, ha- I have a little, yeah, well, a lot, not a little. Mm. Um, but if you look at the Boost Gold one, because it was a, the four um, game machine, and it was just a single game out of the four, it was only one twenty a bet on that for uh, mm. seventeen hundred or fourteen hundred, whatever it ended up being. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that, that was a small stake for what what it is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, maybe you know how sometimes you say when you go into a casino, like if you go in and you feel very kind of hopeful or optimistic or you you feel very confident that you're going to hit something, yeah. kind of the aura is different and you always feel it like is. you win yeah. in yeah. those ones. Yeah, no, I it think is. It's, I think it's more a case of if you don't care about losing it, that's when you win. It's when you yeah. feel, when you when, when money's a little bit tight and you're actually quite fearful of losing it, that's when you seem to lose and lose and lose and lose. I mean, it well, makes I... no difference, does it? But it, it shouldn't make any difference, but it just well, does. See, I, I mean, I, I have a... I mean, God, we can go into superstitious gambling all night long, <laughs> but I genuinely think... Um, f- firstly, there's, you know, there's an old saying, scared money never wins, right? I think mm. that's true. If, if, you know, if you're down to your last 300 bucks and you need that to keep going, guarantee you won't get anything at all. Or, you know, if you, if you go for a high limit and it doesn't, it, it's not something you normally play, you can pretty much guarantee you'll run through it with nothing. Um, but if you're confident and you're sort of strolling around, you know, and you, you, you almost sort of feel like you own the place a bit, you've had a, mm. a good night. And, you know, I remember what, there was one night where I'd, I'd gone to Resorts World, couldn't hit a thing. I just didn't feel comfortable in there. Um, I was with Danny, uh, Vegas introvert at the time. He, he dropped me back off at Plaza. I literally sort of stomped in all sort of, um, you know, uh, Billy Big Bollocks, you know, sat down on two machines and won about 1,500. It was, it was <laughs> I felt comfortable and at ease, you know. Mm. I don't know. It was really, it was, I, I do think sometimes how you feel does make a difference. But. Well, yeah. you say that, but I've, I've sat down with Lindsay. It was at Park on our, on our last trip. And all she told me was, I've got this. Over and over again. <laughs> I've got this. Don't worry, I've got this. Uh, we must have lost about 200 in about <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah, but if you remember, and I remember actually you commenting on this, Matt, it was we'd been out the night before. I'd had a ridiculous amount of vodka Red Bulls, and I can't do vodka Red Bull. Like Red Bull. I can't really do energy drinks or caffeine or anything like that. Like it sends me crazy. I can't sleep or anything. When I woke up the next day, I think I'd had like an hour's sleep or an hour and a half sleep, and I was like shaking. I was like, I just had no control over anything. I was in a race. I was really giddy. I was giggly, and we and then we sat at the Dragon Inn. We were actually waiting for our breakfast reservation um, at, the, at the I can't remember what it was called, the pantry or something. Anyway, I can't remember. But we were sat, and I just said, "Let's just put some money in here." And I was like, I was super confident, cool as you like, you know. I've got this kind of thing. And he 
just and I mean the, the, it's the worst vlogging we've ever done because I had the camera in one hand and totally giddy and giggles in the other hand and the camera's just shaking everywhere like you just can't say anything and all you can hear is me like ridiculously laughing my head off in the background and we just proceeded to just keep losing money one after another after another and um yeah so I, I think sometimes confidence maybe works against it <laughs> certainly me anyway well, that, that last night you had, I can't remember if it was that same trip. Was it that same trip? The it very was the March one. Was it the yeah, March one? Yeah, when you were literally on your way to the airport. Mm. And you, you, you then upped the bets to, well, you were doing high limit. Let's, let's not beat about the bush. And you couldn't stop winning for that period. Those, mm. are, the, those yeah. are the sessions you dream of. And that was great vlogging because that really was good to, to, to see someone sort of go into unknown territory and it pays <laughs> off. You know, that's, 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 that, 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 those are the money shots, really, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, well, that definitely. Was, that, that was really interesting that way. We also talking before about the whole hand pay thing. That was a case of if we'd won a hand pay then, we would not have had time to get yeah. it all sorted before we left. And I think in the end, the win was 1,180 or 1,170. That was literally ex- exactly what you would want. Fantastic. Yeah, it was perfect. It was. It was brilliant. And that was me pushing. I was like, because we we never play high limits, you know, mm. and we were on the way home and we'd already had a good trip, actually. We already were going home with like, you know, a couple of thousand dollars left over and we were like, oh, this is a great trip. So I was like, you know, let's just push it a little bit. And then when we were hitting the big amounts, it was just... It was just brilliant. We loved it. Mm. We'd like more oh. of that, please. And the fact is, you didn't have time to spend it. So it's literally mm. everything. Just go yeah. you're on the plane. <laughs> and, you know, Vegas has basically guaranteed you'll come back after that, haven't they? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that um, that machine you just talked about there, that, that kind of guarantee gets away, you know, that, yeah. that kind of, not the hand pace you, that sounds really good. And it definitely sounds like it's something that, you know, if it works and people love it, that they'll just they'll make more variations of that mm. in every kind of style that you that you want. Well, they do. I mean, they have it on a $5 denomination, apparently. I'm not sure how many $5, how, how many credits you have to go per spin. But if I'd see it, I might give it a go. Mm. We'll, we'll see next time. What do you I'm, mean, might? You know how well you're going to. I wouldn't mind giving it a go. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> But the thing is, though, is that the 1,200 limit is ridiculously low anyway. I mean, I can oh, understand crazy. it being, you know, 40 years ago, but we, we pay so much more for everything else. So why does our tax threshold not rise with, with, with the rest of inflation? And I, find, I find the whole, um, the fact that Americans have to pay tax on gambling winnings just obscene. Um, I mean, basically, it's just a tax on sin, isn't it? That's basically what it is. Um, yeah, having and, too much fun, we need some of that. Yeah, yeah the sin tax. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, they're not going to give you a tax rebate, you know, if you lose, are they? You know, it's it's just wrong in in anyone's book. I, I just, mm. yeah. I mean, at least that's what, you know, Brits don't do, um, yeah, our government doesn't do a lot right. But um, one thing it doesn't do is taxes on gambling winning. So, well, yeah, it's anyway. <laughs> yeah, what's the space? Um, so, okay. so, so, Matt, would you call yourself a selfie person? Do you like to take a selfie? Not really, no. No, me neither. I mean, Lindsay, you, you, you love a good selfie, don't you? But the um, the Gateway Arch down, you know, next to the Strat, they yeah. were they realised that they were basically they built it without a kind of little kind of like islands in the the middle of the road. So tourists were basically wandering into the middle of the road to take selfies with it. 
Um, oh, so yeah. the, what they've done is they've built a little observation deck, of course, but it's just a little, a little raised a pavement tree on the kind of side of the road, which they're now asking people to go there instead to take their their kind of photos with it. That's unbelievable, actually. I mean, I've never mm. stopped by it. I mean, I've seen it as I've driven past. But if they've actually designed that, bearing in mind that they know it's going to be a tourist attraction mm. like the regular sign is, I mean, well, sack the planner. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, this whole thing costs, I think, $6.5 million. And, you know, yeah. I, 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 when I look at it, I, I, I immediately can't understand what costs that amount of money. No. Uh, for the, but, but then to have spent that much and still not get it right. It's yeah. remarkable, really. That really is, and I, I, I'm, I can imagine people running around, you know, trying to take photos. You know, mm. I really can. I mean, you would. <laughs> oh, you really have a few drinks anyway. <laughs> yeah, people love the to get something in the background, though, don't they? They love to get like you know where yeah. they are or whatever else. You'd think, really, nowadays it's just kind of a part of society, isn't it? That that has to be taken into consideration. It's like a lot of people say that the best view of New York, New York, is actually on the opposite corner, isn't it? Which is actually not many people go there. <laughs> they tend to go between MGM Grand, past New York, New York, and then to Excalibur, like that way. But actually over the road, you know, where... Um, Tropicana. Tropicana. Oh, no, Tropicana. yeah, if you go to Tropicana, down, right, d- literally down to um, you know, road level, that, mm-hmm. is, that, is, that is a shot there. I mean, that mm-hmm. really is... A fantastic shot, but it is yeah. a bit. I mean, it looks close, but it, I mean, as with everything, but it, it it is a trek, particularly when the you know the escalator is not working. Going up is always at that bit. You know, you you know, mm. you've got a traipse up there, and then you've got a traipse all the way around. So, but that is that is hundred percent the the shot for for New York, New York. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Well, we've um we've actually we've not been to the Strat for absolutely years, and we've again like you, we've only seen that new sign yeah. by driving driving under it when we've gone downtown. So, um. Yeah, we we've certainly not got a selfie there yet, but you know we we might. No, we might. Well, you might. I certainly won't be taking selfies anywhere. I, I you have a choice. I had legitimately never taken a selfie in my life until I met you. Now I've got a very well practiced selfie face. <laughs> Whenever I do one, it's, it's normally with Suzanne, and they're always bloody awful. We, we always <laughs> take about ten, and we just think, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, you try and well, I have this. Or down, I don't know, it's just ridiculous. We're, we're terrible. I have this uh, nasty habit of bearing in mind it's a selfie, so I know when I'm going to press the button. I blink all the time. <laughs> the amount of selfies, <laughs> the amount of selfies I have with my eyes closed, you just beggars belief. <laughs> I don't know how I do it. That's a fairly fundamental point of a good selfie, though, Lindsay. <laughs> have your eyes open. It's crazy. Um, Anyway, my bit of news was um, David Blaine. um, So for people who don't know, he has a show at uh, Results World. We've never seen it, but it's something actually I would probably go and see. I'm not big on magic and illusion. I'll tell you why, because I get annoyed that I don't know how they've done something. It really irritates me when I I can't work out how they've done something. But anyway, um, he's got a show, and apparently this week he fell... He has a stunt where you fall. He falls ninety feet, eighty uh, sorry, feet, eighty yeah. feet, and he lands on cardboard boxes, um, yeah. which I don't think is particularly um, comforting. But anyway, he's uh, dislocated his shoulder by falling on it, and then the all the team had to run on stage and pop his shoulder back in in the middle of the show, and he then carried on with the rest of the show. Oh which, wow! 
Um, yeah, it's a bit shocking, but it's even it's kind of even weirder or funnier when you read that it's not his first injury doing the show. Like he's also had like so. Apparently, there's another thing where he has to slam his hand down on paper cups, and there's like an ice pick underneath, and he got it wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and like slammed his hand down and cut all of his hand. Oh my god. Um, what was the other injury? There's another injury. He nearly has. blacked out because he drowns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he nearly blacked out because he does this thing where he's in like a water container and he has to hold his breath. Apparently, he nearly blacked out like a few weeks ago. And you just kind of think, I don't mind it. Yeah, no, I do. But is he is he fit for <laughs> like? He seems very kind of I don't know, Mister Beanish. Like I, there's I, quite I, a lot of injuries going on there. Yeah, I think that he's just generally over like estimated the power of a cardboard box. Because if I'm falling 80 feet, I'm not relying on a cardboard box to kind of save my life, you know? No, I think that's true. <laughs> I think out of all of the illusionists, then I would probably, he would be the one that I would say, yeah, we'll go and see. Now, the only other one we've ever gone to see in Vegas is um, David Copperfield. And we did yeah. it. It was more of a... Is he going to be around much longer? He's like the you know the 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 Mister Vegas, isn't he? In shows, and we kind of said, let's do it just so we can say we've done it, so that we you know we we've gone to see it. But uh, we we quite enjoyed it. But we, it was it was very. He's a very unusual man, David Copperfield, <laughs> and he, he was a mixture of like really kind of nerdy and, and introverted. And then the next minute, he would be all big smiles and jazz hands, and it was kind of it was a weird mix. Mm. Yeah, we went. We were, I mean, Suzanne and I went to see him, and uh, we were staying at Tropicana at the time. And I think it, we really went because it was the closest show across the road, you know. Um, and I've been mean, I thought he was just a relic from the eighties, but I did actually end up sort of enjoying it. Mm. Um, I didn't hate it. No. Uh, I also, I've also seen Lance Burton. Did you ever see him at Monte Carlo? No. He wasn't very good. It was very uh, sleight of hand close-up magic, a lot of it, with mm. dubs and all that shit, you know. And I, did, I wasn't <laughs> that impressed. And then I, I, did, I saw with Conan, I saw Chris Angel, who... Actually, I, I mean, I know he gets a lot of bad press. I actually quite liked it. I thought it was mm. quite good. Um, like I say, I think I spend too much time trying to work out how they did it. You know, instead of just actually enjoying the spectacle. I'm yeah, and that's what it is. It's a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I do think we would go and see David Blaine. I think he's probably one that we would go and see. Yeah, well, he's. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think he's one that's kind of on our list. I think that there's a lot of the resorts world, isn't there, which uh, seems to have put a lot behind the kind of shows, probably because it's kind of on the north end of the strip and try to give people reason to actually go there. Um, so is he there on a long term engagement, do you know? Like, like, sort of years, or is it. It's, it's certainly most of this year, but it's in kind of. A clumps of you know three weeks here and then in four weeks he'll do another three weeks mm. and and that kind of thing. I think that he's probably going to line up with one of our trips, but, uh, so we'll probably go and see him and hopefully he'll survive the show and the kind of shows. But until then, <laughs> well, we we went to see Brian Adams that time and that's not an illusionist show and we still got a bit of a show beforehand with that woman mm. falling down the stairs. <laughs> And delay yeah. the show for a good hour and a half. A lot of people fall down in Vegas, don't they? <laughs> when I think about it. <laughs> but actually, we credit that night with um, 
the the night that we, we the, it, it was went on so late it was delayed that long that we were meant to be going for food and we couldn't get for food so we ended up in snacks um in mirage because it was the only place that was open and and actually it's now michael's like favorite place to mm. eat the best burger in vegas he says so it was all <laughs> thanks to that woman falling down mm. the stairs there you go <laughs> And actually, the that bit of news that we were just talked about there with David Copperfield leads us on to um, to what we wanted to talk about a lot today. So that day that we actually went to see David Copperfield, we were walking to see that show when we were stopped by Fox 5 News. And we were asked about the whole COVID pandemic. Mm. Um, so it just it's quite fitting because Michael put that on our social media this week because it was three years to the day that we were stopped in the street by Fox News and and um, and asked about it. So I think this is what we wanted to have a bit of a chat about today, mm. isn't it? Let me just play a clip first, if you don't mind, from one of your vlogs, Matt, which I've sh- shamelessly stolen for the purposes of this like podcast. <laughs> when I basically got on the plane uh, on Wednesday the 11th, uh, I was, apart from being asked the questions about whether I've travelled to Iran, China or Italy in the last 30 days, there was no... Real mention of coronavirus, particularly. Um, obviously, as soon as I landed, we had the Trump announcement. Um, we then had, obviously, the European ban as a result of that. We had the UK ban. Then everything just started closing down pretty much behind me because as I checked out of Mirage, uh, MGM Resorts closed. Um, as I checked out of Cosmo, that closed. And then as I checked out of Plaza, that closed. Add that to the fact that I was probably one of the last people uh, to come and complete their full holiday in Vegas before the flight stopped. Um, And even when I went back via um, McCarran, um, as I took off from McCarran to LAX, uh, very shortly after that, uh, somebody in uh, air traffic control came down with the virus, so they closed the whole airport down as well. So there were no flights from uh, Vegas shortly after my one either. So one way or another, it was literally me running around Vegas with everything closing up behind me. <laughs> so so that was obviously three years ago, pretty much to the day, I would say. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, just to give a little bit of kind of context, we were we were all there together for probably about three hours. You know, we, we were just coming to the end of our trip we left on the day that you arrived in Vegas that trip. Yep. We we had a drink, and I, I remember us talking at the time. That was, I think, that was March the eleventh, and we were kind of all saying, you know, this this kind of uh, a COVID thing. It's all going to kind of blow over. As much ado about like like uh, a nothing at all. It's a, a media storm, um, and then we obviously came home, and we were at the airport when. Trump was then making the announcements about you know the borders closing and and all of this. Then we we arrived back home in, in the UK, which was completely different. And then obviously you carried on, and Vegas, as you said, started to close around you. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. <clears throat> well, when I got on the plane, um, as I said, I said in that little clip, you know, it was those three questions, and everyone got on the plane, and it was a normal Vegas flight, you know. Um, there wasn't any mention, any whispers about COVID or any thoughts that anything would change short term. Um, and even I think from memory, I mean, it's very difficult to almost remember pre-COVID, isn't it? It's like it a different life. Um, but from what I recall now, um, I sort of sort of had written off a bit like bird flu where, you know, there's a few stories on the TV and 
um, but nothing really ever, it never really amounts to much. Um, and I can't really recall exactly what we spoke about when we, when we met up, but I don't, I wouldn't imagine it was all about COVID at that point. Was it really? I don't know. Um, one thing I do remember is it, it was, it was the, the, the following day when I woke up, literally my phone was just, just the messages and everything. It, it had all kicked off while I'd been asleep and it was all then a completely different story pretty much overnight from the day from when I landed and met you guys for the first time. Um, and then there were various uh, things on Twitter about uh, there was there was quite I can't remember which channel it was, but there was there was there was an account that had said that Mirage was closing. They then denied it. You know, it was all it was it was all hearsay and whispers. Uh, and it was actually quite busy at that point, but mm. it's, it soon started unraveling very very quickly <laughs> um, to the point where I mean I remember I was meeting Rob and. Drew Benet, um, Rob Gosius and Drew Benet on the Saturday night, I think it was. I can't remember what day it was I, I flew in, but it was about the third or fourth day anyway. Um, and Richard Wilk, I was due to uh, interview Richard Wilk for the first time at to the tail end of the holiday. And he messaged me saying, oh, do you fancy coming down to the D? Um, and he laid on a, you know, a fantastic stretch limo and all of that. And I think it was basically his way Obviously, he knew I was going to vlog it, and he wanted to show that downtown was open for business and raring to go. And it was, I say, it was a Saturday night. There was, you know, it was around that main stage. We, we went out. There's like a seating area where I think it's Derek Stevens' personal bit, where you literally, it's almost like a, you, know, you sit there and watch the performers and everything else. And, and I've got a couple of selfies with uh, with Richard and stuff with a massive crowd in the background on that Saturday night. Uh, and he said, "Yeah, we just want to. We want to just send the message that we're we're open. You know, it's not it's not going to stop us. Blah 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 blah. Fantastic night. Met up with loads of people. Drunk huge amounts. Uh, in fact, that was the first time I hit the the uh, uh, takeoff when I should have hit gamble on double top mm. dollar. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So and then when I finally got downtown to to see Richard, then." Um, I was supposed to meet him and then um, he couldn't make the, the initial uh, time for our interview. And at that, and this was about three, four in the afternoon. Uh, and again, there was still no whispers. You know, downtown apparently was still staying open. Uh, and then literally it was right midnight tonight, everything closes. And that, and he only knew at four o'clock that day. Wow. Because there, so, yeah. there is this, this idea that Vegas is immune to everything. Which is why, which is part of the reason why we kind of love it. It's like a complete, like whatever is happening in in the real world, it feels like Vegas doesn't get touched by it. Um, yeah, and and we certainly felt that when we went there. You know, we um, obviously we were there for like my birthday, and uh, we got engaged on that trip, and um, we, we almost saw it as a little kind of haven away from the kind of, you know. The mounting talk of COVID back on because when we arrived, it was. I mean, Lindsay, I'm sure that you can recall better than me, but it, it, there was there were there were kind of whispers about it by then, but there wasn't anything else than that. Um, yeah, certainly before we left, it was it, it was very much it's happening, but it's happening on the other side of the world, hmm. and you know we we've got to keep an eye on it, but that's kind of it. And I remember thinking before we went, all we were all we were bothered about is let's just get to Vegas. You know, it was just kind of like, let's hope they don't stop flights before we go. Yeah. But we never really thought anything else of it. But we were just saying that actually when we got on the flight, there was a, an old couple 
sappy side us. And they were, they wore masks the whole way. And at the time, masks weren't a thing. Nobody was wearing masks. And we mm. kind of thought, oh, they look a bit unusual to sat there wearing masks for 10 hours, you know, like with these. And we were like, oh, that's a bit extreme, isn't it, kind of thing? And not knowing what was coming like in a week's time or two weeks' time when everybody would be wearing masks and it would be the norm. Um, so, yeah, but we kind of, we were picking up on things that were happening back home towards the end of the holiday. So there was talk about the buffets closing, which is what we were asked by Fox News. Um, you know, how do you feel about the buffets closing? And at the time, we were on this deal with Cosmo where we got the free Wicked Spoon uh, buffet every morning. So that hadn't shut down. So we, we weren't affected by it. We were still going and, you know, stuffing our faces with <laughs> Wicked Spoon buffets every day and and they were saying, oh, the wind's closing, and then Caesars was closing Buffet, and we were like, all right, well, okay. Um, so then we got asked that question. And the, the one thing I do remember, um, I was saying to Michael before, was I remember everybody, I was just on Facebook or, or Twitter or something, and I remember people posting some pictures of the supermarket shelves back home. And I remember people talking specifically about how they couldn't get toilet roll back home. And I remember when we packed, I said to, I literally said to Michael, should we pinch some cosmopolitan toilet rolls <laughs> in case when we get home there's no toilet rolls on the shelf? And I, that was that was just one of those surreal moments where I would never pinch toilet roll from a hotel. It just wouldn't even occur to me. But I thought, maybe we might need this toilet roll if we get home and there's like no toilet roll anyway. And it was only that kind of thing that was starting to, you know, it was weird. But on the day we actually met you, Matt, that was the day that they said that the first case of COVID had been found in Las Vegas and it had been found in the Mirage, but it was by a lady who'd left. She wasn't in Vegas anymore, but she'd been in the Mirage. Oh, that was it. That was was the first rumour about them closing came from. I remember now. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but we were literally, as it came out, the three of us were sat drinking in the Mirage. It was (laughs) like, of all the hotels to be in, it was the first case. It was like, we were just sat at the centre bar, like, um, at the sports bar, just having a few drinks and thinking... Well, this is a bit crazy, but the, I was saying, like, a look for my. I was torn, so there was a big bit of me thinking, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if we just could, we had to stay in Vegas for a few more days till this all blew over?" I was yeah. torn between half that and half thinking, "Actually, this looks like it's quite serious, and we probably should get home and be with family." And you know, it was that little bit of, but but we had that luxury because we were leaving. Whereas we felt for you because you just arrived and all of a sudden it, the, you were like in the complete unknown. It was like, what the oh, hell is going to happen around me? It really was. I mean, a surreal, it sounds throwaway, but it literally was surreal. I mean, I, I, one thing I do remember is I, I, for the first time in my life, I heard the term social distancing in Vegas. And that was because I was at the plaza by this time and they, they started talking about social distancing. And I went into Golden Gate and there is a video of me walking around Golden Gate showing it, where they had every other machine switched off. And at the time, I just thought, this is nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why does that make you safe? You know, it's, it's, mm. it's, you know, it's one chair's width. And, and yeah. Yeah, they, they brought that in very quickly. And that was, you know, you would think at the time, it was like, right, look, we're dealing with it. You know, you can only get, I mean, it, the fact that you crossed when you, you know, when you got up from the seat doesn't seem to matter. You know, it's mm. but so... The whole social distancing thing, I couldn't get my head around. Um, and I also remember, um, I mean, the, 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 towards the end of it, it was all about, do I have a flight home? You know, that, that, that was more the, the worry because it kept getting cancelled. And then they, they would put me on another one and then that got cancelled. And, of course, you, you couldn't phone anybody because it was chaos. You, you imagine how many people were trying. 
people were trying to phone about trips three months in advance, let alone people that are actually stranded or potentially stranded. Um, and I remember phoning Suzanne a couple of days before the end. And she said, oh, by the time you get home, we'll probably be locked down. And I said to her, I remember saying to her, what the hell does lockdown mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, well, you can't do anything. And I, I remember saying to her, I said, well, how the hell can they enforce that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh, well. But I genuinely couldn't in my brain, like, compute how that could happen. Mm. How can you stop people going about their business? Because it was something which was completely new to everyone. It was like something yeah. that you couldn't even imagine. Because it was it was it was the opposite of everything that every other day that we've lived through our our, our whole lives. Yeah. Uh, it was like a movie. I mean, I, I know a lot of people have said it was like a movie, but it literally was like a movie, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember getting home and having a kind of queue outside of the local shop to get into the local shop. Yeah. You know, and it was just it was just yeah. weird. It, it, the, the, what I thought was really weird about actually Vegas was like, you know, when you could see obviously people who were local and so they were there anyway, um, were like walking up the, you know, the main strip road, yeah. like the road, you know, they're actually, they're actually walking up the road because there wasn't a car around and there wasn't a, another person around and it was like apocalyptic, like the, the vision looked like that, like it was one person on the whole of the Vegas Strip. It was just kind of like, you just felt like this, you hope that you never see anything like that for the rest of your life, don't you? You know, you hope. Because what makes Vegas so brilliant and, and so special is the busyness and the, you know, and the, the craziness and and all of that. It just it just was weird. Well, plus the, plus the fact that they would pretty much let any event happen and still allow the gambling to continue. So to get to the point where they've actually considered, well, not considered, they have shut down gambling. Mm. And we were literally chased out of plaza saying, no more money in that machine now, <laughs> you know, by security. And it's like, could you ever imagine any <laughs> casino employee telling you not to put any more money in a slot machine? Even that last day, and, and this, um, I had to remove this clip off, off my vlogs because there was a copyright thing with the music and but i felt so sorry for them and i made i had a whole thing about this which i I couldn't show in the end but they walked into their jobs on that last day 16th of march or whatever it was um they had no idea and and because of the labor rules in america a lot of them were just laid off on the spot Mm. you imagine that yeah we were cashing our last tickets in and they were telling us we we basically we've got no job from tomorrow yeah There was no security security for them whatsoever. Mm. Um, I mean, it was literally, well, we're closing down. That's it, you're laid off. And because I think because of the contracts they've got, there's no redundancy or or severance Mm. payment or anything like that. Um, I mean, it really was just brutal. I mean, it was, we've made that decision. um, That's it. And all of these people went home, you know, crazy. Mm. Yeah. I still think now, I mean, one of the things that, that, you know, about how it's changed is that they haven't necessarily replaced all of those staffing levels, have they? You know, there's still there's still a shortage based from the decisions that they made then and how people left and thought there is this could happen again. And where's my security? And it kind of gave people a real sharp shock, I think, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think I mean, even Plaza now. Uh, I must admit, the last time I was there, they said they would do the room every day. It never actually ended up happening. And before that, up until this most recent trip, they've always said you need to call you know, 24 hours in advance to book it for the following day. Um, and I think in reality, that's still the situation there. And it's, you know, that, that, yeah, they, they, I don't know why they're saying that's 
but it's basically because they haven't got enough staff. It's as simple as that. Even now, so um, I think they're in the same mm. boat as a lot of the uh, the world with various uh, jobs that they can't fill. You know, mm. as a result of COVID, and people have got different ones or changed careers or whatever. But, um, so, so, so I was I was going to ask Max. Obviously, you were there. Well, I mean, as you said, in like uh, that, you know, Vegas was closing around. It was closing down behind you almost. So, what? How did the hotels handle in terms of asking people to leave and and all this? I mean, were people allowed to stay until the end of their kind of book trip? Um, yeah, but well, just not uh, use anything or. Um, yes, I'm not sure how long, but I know uh, uh, Aaron, a guy that uh, we met. Uh, I met with Robin Drew that night when um, Richard took us down in the limo. He was going home the day after me, and they'd allowed him to stay in the hotel, but obviously all of the gaming and restaurants and bars were all shut down. Mm. So he was allowed to go until his his, his go-home date, um, but obviously there was nothing to do. I mean, mm. uh, yeah, quite. I don't know. I'm not even sure what he did for food because – I guess you've got to go to a. I don't know. I genuinely don't know what he did for food, actually, because there, there was nothing open. Uh, but he was he was there for an extra day. I remember that much. Uh, so yeah, it was crazy, absolutely crazy. But how long they did that for? I mean, if you were booked, I think they maybe maybe gave you twenty four or forty eight hours to get out. In effect, mm. um, something like that, I guess. But I don't know for sure. Because um, I mean, I, I actually watched your um, your kind of, of, of vlog series from that one. If anyone hasn't seen that, I think it's it's called Seven Days That Shut Down Vegas or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was actually really interesting what you said, almost right at the, almost right at the end. I think you had Morrissey booked for the for late June mm. that year, and 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 you said, I'm sure it'll all, it'll all be mm. over by then. Yeah. You know, and, and and we had a trip booked for the next month as well, uh, like after that, and we were convinced it was going to be over by then. Yeah. But then it was what eighteen months, I think, that the border was shut for for us. So, what did that? How did that impact you, kind of, as someone who you know has a, a real love for for like Vegas? It's something that we all share in terms of you know Vegas is our kind of happy place, and it's almost that you know it's, it's where we go to kind of to kind of reload the soul a little bit, isn't it? To kind of feed feed the kind of soul. And so, I mean, what was that like for you personally? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, well, I can look at it two ways. I could look at it financially and as much as um, I just started doing the Ubering in, in late January, early February. Um, and this is my main worry is that basically my, my, you know, my banking got a defeat and, you know, I still needed to earn a salary. And, and Suzanne was talking about lockdowns and the fact that I might not even be able to do that. Um so the fact that we were locked down, but I could still do the Ubering because they wouldn't stop people doing that was actually a very good thing. So it allowed me to carry on. And there was actually a fair amount of demand, believe it or not, because of key workers and everything. Um, so that side of it actually was actually really good. And it was actually quite good to learn that job and the, and the roads of London when there was no one on them, if you know what I mean. Um, so actually that side of it was good. And it meant, um, and actually not going to Vegas meant we could save some money, um, and actually, we ended up clearing our mortgage during the lockdown. It was like the final bit was, was cleared off. Um, so that, there's that side. Then, then there's the, you know, the Vegas in me, the Vegas lover in me. And, and, and I think probably 2020, I wasn't too worried. Um, when it started going into 21, um, but the big thing that I was really upset about was missing the circa opening. That was the big thing 
really, because obviously Richard had bless him had, had, had uh, sorted me out tickets for that, and I'd have done anything to go to that. Mm. You know, you know. It, I mean, just just to play the VIP for a night on a casino <laughs> opening in Vegas, you know, a black tie just for once, you know, just. Yeah, a bit like going to the Oscars, I guess, for one night in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the way I saw it, and I'd, I'd been so invested in the you know the de- demolition of Las Vegas Club, and I'd sort of vlogged all of the various stages of of, of circa opening, and and that to me was the biggest thing that um, really disappointed me, which is mm-hmm. probably why I got so emotional when I finally did go back because it was <laughs> uh, it was such a build up of of everything, but um, it was it was difficult because. I mean, I, you know, as, as with everyone did, you know, you, you, you book trips and then you ended up cancelling them and pushing them back. And in the end, I just stopped booking anything mm. uh, until I just got fed up completely. And then we went via Barbados, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, you cheated. You totally you cheated. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of stick for that. I mean, I did. You know, I was the UK super spreader that was coming to basically... <laughs> really? Being, being oh, my God. Uh, oh, God, yeah. There was actually one person, believe it or not, when I actually got back there in September, there was one person who, I mean, obviously with my vlogs, I don't show my face. I show what's in front of me and always have. Um, but he, this, this particular person, decided that when my voice wasn't muffled enough, I clearly wasn't wearing a mask. And he actually put a whole thread on TripAdvisor, time stamping every single part of every single vlog throughout the whole week where he felt I wasn't wearing a mask. It's <laughs> actually <laughs> true. I mean, in the end, I actually got them to take it down because the whole thread was just so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but this is just the sort of thing, you know, you've got to sort of put up with, you know. It's just <laughs> But uh, Yeah, I mean, it was, literally, it was literally paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. That. Oh, my um, word. Wow. Well, we we did the same as you. So obviously, we'd had the we when when it first hit in twenty twenty March twenty twenty, we had July booked, which obviously got cancelled. Then I think we rebooked for like the October, and then that got cancelled. And then we said, right, let's leave it till next year, obviously. And then I think we booked again for the March, got cancelled. We booked again for the June, got cancelled. And yeah. we were just like, and I mean, you know, I would have liked to have paid off our mortgage while this was going on. <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't happen. But I never even thought about you Ubering in London without all the traffic. That sounds perfect. Like, no, yeah, I mean, it really was. I mean, this isn't Vegas related, but for me as an individual, I, you know, I just started doing it. Um, and I, I literally was driving all around London like a ghost town. Um, and I was yeah, really learning the ropes. Fun. It was almost like doing the knowledge. You know, you were literally learning the ropes. And it, it was like that, obviously, for months and months. And uh, so I suppose, I suppose in the early, early part, back to your original question about how did I feel about not being able to go back. I was actually quite happy just to focus on that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'd been there that year. It wasn't like I hadn't been recently. I was very keen to sort of get the Ubering thing nailed. And uh, so probably for the first six, eight months, I wasn't that bothered. Um, it was probably after, you know, when it was like, right, I, I'm an, enough of this now, you know, I, I, I want to go back. That's where it started kicking in, I guess, a bit more. But um I think it, it it was the same with us. We we really started feeling it in the 2021 when we just yeah. because you know Vegas is our place, like it is for a lot of people. It's it's just the place where you can um, forget 
mm. everything else that maybe you're struggling with in your life or that you you know you the, just the daily pressures the daily responsibilities the kind of you've got to be here for a certain time and you've got to be there and you've got to have this done and you've got to do that and that uh, we we kind of never well I certainly don't ever get a break from that like you know it's, yeah. it's permanent kind of seven days a week and so Vegas is the one place where we go where we can you know that it's that kind of complete escapism and I know it's it's kind of well said and and we really struggled without having that escape mm. you know we massively did struggle um once it kind of was getting longer and longer and and I think it was harder once it started opening up again I think almost when nobody could go it was kind of like well nobody can go and that's it mm. but when when it started opening up and all of the US or the you know Canadian vloggers could get there and we couldn't still and we were being prevented from it and yet we could see Vegas was kind of going on without us mm. and we had the holiday booked and we had the money and we and we just physically could not get there i think that was really really difficult um and then we just happened to it just happened where we had a, a trip because we kept booking them every three months in the hope that at some point the border would reopen. It just so happened did, that. I mean, that was what people did. Yeah. Mm. Well, we, we, we had one booked in November and from, from our point of view, the border opened like 10 days, two weeks before we, we had our trip booked. So it was perfect for us. It also meant we were like one of the first to go back. So yeah. we were almost the guinea pigs, right? Well, what do you need? You know, what tests do you need beforehand? What paperwork do you need? What do you need to do online? How do you verify this and whatever? So we ended up doing a vlog about that just because we, we knew everybody was having the same stresses as we were. Like, how, yeah. how do we even get there once we've got it booked, you know? Um, but I I had a moment, um, I think I've mentioned this before, but I had a moment similar to yours at Circa, Matt, yeah. where... Um, we were just so excited to be there once we'd arrived. We just, we were just kind of like, I mean, we were like kids at Christmas. We just could not believe it was like we had to touch things to make sure that we're actually here, you know, like we were, we just, we could not believe that we were back and we were so happy. And we were just, it was more excitement than anything for the first few days. It was just pure like, oh my God, we can do this and we can do that. And we're here again and whatever else. And then we went to a Brian Adams concert, which we booked, which was at the Wynn, which is, again, we talked about earlier with the woman falling down. And um, and we both like Brian Adams. We're both Brian Adams fans generally. Um, but in, but I, I never cried at a Brian Adams concert. I just need to get that out there. It's not something that I've ever done before. Even if he sings a really lovely slow ballad, I still don't cry. Um, there's no particular songs he sings that have any meaning to me or anything. I just kind of like the bloke. But he sang at one point. He sang, and it was uh, it's going to sound really ridiculous, but it was the he sang an a cappella. So there was just well, it was just him and a guitar. There was not like his band had gone. There was just him, and um, he sang the the Musketeer song, "All for One and One for All." Now again, it's not an emotional song. <laughs> you know, it's not something you're going to get married to, is it? It's not like you know what I mean, an emotional song. But there was something about just his voice and it was the fact he was kind of singing about all for one we're all in this together kind of thing and and there was just something about his voice and the crowds everybody sang along and the just all of the crowd the voices all singing together in one thing and I literally don't know what happened I was I had the phone I was vlogging it so I was getting a little bit of uh, different songs and before I knew it, I was literally sobbing. I don't know where it came from. It came from the gut. And I, it wasn't just like tears coming down my face. It was like, you know, the ugly crying you do. When there was got snot no con- involved. There was a lot of <laughs> snot. Yeah. And you just got no control over it. it just. I totally get that because, again, you missed out on, 
like group events like that. There was no, mm. you know, the, the, the group events would have been six people, you know. So <laughs> it, it, it's to get in an arena again and feel the emotion of a crowd of people around you all loving the same thing. That's mm. emotional. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I suppose if you go to a, you know, a big football game and they sing the national anthem and everybody's singing yeah. around you anyway, that's quite powerful. It was kind of like that, but in a, in just in that environment. And before I knew it, like I say, it was, it was, it was, I was a mess. I was a total mess. And, but I, I knew it wasn't the song. I knew it wasn't the, the person who was singing it. I knew it wasn't anything particular. It was the fact that I was back in the place that I hadn't been able to go to for 18 months. It was that. And I knew it was that, you know, and, um, yeah, well, was, I was actually was quite surprised how I reacted when I went to Circa because the, the days leading up to that, I'd actually been okay. You know, obviously, obviously I was delighted to be back, and uh, uh, but I was just on a sort of on the crest of a wave, really. I was sort of on cloud nine. You know, I was just enjoying myself. But it was getting there, and and everything that how disappointed I was that I hadn't got there, and also how nice Richard had been, sort of picked me up in a limo, and then he got some guy to meet me out the front and then take me up to the room and show me the room. And it was like, you know, again, I was it was, it was like, well, you couldn't get here for the VIP opening, but we're going to sort of treat you like a VIP for the day. I just thought mm. it was such a nice gesture. And, um, I mean, I, I couldn't come out of my room because I didn't want to bump into him and be a complete dribbling mess. You know? <laughs> and, and, you know, this was not, this was not put on, and I, was, I surprised myself. So I'm not really that type of person normally, um, uh, but I was. You know, I had to stay in my room for about three hours, and then when I when I when I finally composed myself, I went down. And even when I met Richard, I said, "This place is wonderful," and I could feel my voice quivering. <laughs> I, I said to myself, "Do not cry because you just look like an idiot." You know, so just just <laughs> pulled it together, and and then it was fine after that. But it, 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 but I do think it was it was it started off about circa, but it, in the end, it was more about getting back to. The, the normal level of freedom and then yeah. and looking back on everything that had happened for the last 18 months. I think it was yeah. a build up of emotion around that. Um, and you just think, finally, I can do what I really want to do in life. Yeah. That's that, 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 a powerful thing, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have a moment and I thought I would have a moment if I'm like perfect. I was waiting for it all week. But it just never came. So maybe I'm just kind of cold inside or something. I don't know. But <laughs> there was no moment. Is it? Is he uh, normally Lindsay, or is that just a one-off? Um, <laughs> no, he, he does have his moments, you know. But he, he is quite like he, you know, he, he's quite hard-faced. But he, he's soft inside. Oh, I can. Mm. Well, you got you got you got, you're the best hugger officially. <laughs> officially, yeah, clearly, yeah, clearly, he must he must have <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I, I do. I, I am. I am reaching the point where I'm, I'm frightened if I'm just going to be walking around Vegas. I'm just going to be accosted for hugs of <laughs> random people. Now it's 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 kind of got that much behind it now. But <laughs> <laughs> the people do ask for like hugs now when we, we like meet them. They do like properly ask for hugs, and I've always been more of a kind of a like handshake kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where all this hugging thing is, is actually uh, like come from, but you know, if it makes people happy, then why wouldn't I do it? You know, absolutely. I mean, now you go you go back to Vegas, um, you know, go as often as you can. But do you think there's still a hangover, a COVID hangover there, or do you think do you think it's more other than the staffing levels which we said, which affects things like how often your room will get cleaned and things like that? But I, I don't think in the casinos there is, do you? No, I, I think it's very quickly gone back to, to, to normal. The only thing I would say, I think, I think the, the pricing has, has increased, whether that's mm. 
well, I mean, it was directly after COVID, so you would imagine it must be something to do with COVID, whether, I don't know, uh, or maybe it's just fuel increases or whatever. But um, that's the only thing I've really noticed a difference of is, is the, the cost. You know, a, a meal at a pool cafe used to be $50. It's now, with tip, near enough 100 for two. Mm. You know, the, the, I think the, the, the food has really increased in, in, in price post-COVID. Um, that aside, I haven't. I still think the drink services is probably as hit and miss as it's ever been. Uh, you can get great nights where you get loads, and nights where you don't get one. You know, <laughs> um, gambling's always been the same. I don't think that's changed. I don't think they've tightened anything up or anything of that nature. Um, so I think I think now it's pretty much back to normal. I really do. Mm. I mean, the, the only thing I would say is that I've kind of. I, I think that because these things, because these like resorts have been twenty four seven for, you know, years and years and years. I think it was probably the first chance that they've had to properly kind of pause and assess every single penny that they spend. Yeah. And I think that they've cut away a lot of what they decided was waste spent. So in terms of, you know, I think it's a lot harder to get some late-night food in Vegas nowadays because I think yes. that they've just kind of thought themselves, well, you know, we have to pay people more money here if we just close the place earlier. Then we yeah. kind of save that money. If you know, do we really need the kind of housekeeping staff that we did? You know, um, so I, I do think that they they have had a look at like every single penny that they spend. Um, you're, 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 you're right about the reservations because I do remember the first couple of trips going back, particularly with Suzanne. You had to book. There was no walking in anywhere. You know, you really mm-hmm. had to book any restaurant of note. You would have to have booked. Um, and they were, uh, we got cancelled once, I can't remember where it was now, but we got cancelled once for no reason, I imagine, because they didn't have any staff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that I think now, though, I don't think it's so much of an issue. But, um, yeah, but yeah you, you are right. I think that they probably had a good you know, few weeks or months to look at their bottom line and think, right, let, well, let's... Like you know, take a step back and see what what, what expenditure we don't have to. Uh, it's also yeah. a, um, it's a ready-made excuse for them, isn't it? You know, yeah. like so it's so they can come back and they don't have to say we've taken the decision to cost to, to cut some costs. It's no. this is a COVID reason. We're doing this for COVID reasons. It's COVID's fault. It's kind of like a, yeah. it's a it's a way around it, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Well, of course, I mean, like MGM Life seemed to change over to MGM Rewards, which is obviously a lot less value to us. Yeah. Pretty quickly after COVID, I don't know if that was uh, a result of some kind of a, a, a review that they were able to do or something like that. But it certainly seems it's you get a little bit less for your money there since COVID. Mm. I would say, as if it's yeah, going to I mean, stop I, any of us going going less though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I always think with all of those things, as long as I get free rooms, I can take or leave the rest of it. Really. Uh, I mean, the free player never seemed to win anything on anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, I think they're. I mean, they did give they did give a lot of resort credit and free play away initially, because I uh, during one of my sort of booking and then rebooking, um, I then had to change the dates and obviously, and then they basically wouldn't honour the. I think they were offering me like four hundred free play, and it's now down down to my normal two two five. So they were initially mm. to try and get people back offering more free play and stuff, but. Um, that soon, as soon as they got, they, they had the numbers there. That soon went by the wayside, mm-hmm. which isn't surprising, really. Mm. <laughs> well, I think that's been quite interesting, actually, because obviously it is. It has been three years, and that we we kind of almost talk in a pre-COVID, post-COVID 
yeah. world, I think sometimes generally, not even Vegas wise, but um, certainly it was something we experienced. We experienced a little bit. You experienced a lot. Um, and like I said before, let's hope it's something that we never have to experience again. Um, and it, it never kind of, um, we're never in that situation again, really. And I also so, think, uh, not just that, I think it's, you had you had that, that particular week, but then when you started going back with the masks on the plane and the masks in the hotels, and yeah. now you're back to no masks, there was, there was this gradual sort of um, change to back to normality, and that was surreal too, in, in a way, um, mm. because there were so many conflicting requirements that any sane person could could pretty much tell you I'm not going to make the blind bit of difference. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's... So, you know, it's it, it was all very odd. But thankfully, mm. we're through it. But, yeah, three years seems... In some ways, it, it seems like 10 years ago. In other, way, other ways, it seems like it was three weeks ago. It's bizarre. Mm. So I would, yeah, I would say, I would say um, meeting you guys seems longer than three years somehow. Mm. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, other things just seem very, very recent. I don't know. It's odd. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. It's it's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like I think the further you get away from it as well, the more perspective you get on it and how, how things that seemed unnatural were then really natural and now seem really bizarre again. It's just <laughs> yeah. like it kind of goes like in a full circle, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, to be honest, the one thing I'm surprised at is how quickly it has been forgotten. Mm. And just just or ignored and we don't mention it anymore now. Somewhere not to say anything about it anymore. Whereas clearly people still have COVID, but mm. clearly somewhere along the line they decided, right, enough's enough. <laughs> it does feel that way, doesn't it? Like we all made a, a secret vow t- t- to each other. We're yeah. just not going to mention it. Yeah. Know, let's just pretend that it never happened and yeah. maybe it didn't, you know? Yeah, it's, it is weird. It is mm. weird. But anyway. Completely. Anyway, let's get back to Vegasy. Um, sounds. Let's see if because yeah. I'm dying to know if Matt was right oh, and if I've won this week. If you've won with Matt's, yeah. with Matt's correct answer, that's what you wanted to find out. Isn't yeah. it? Right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna play it again. Yeah, I'm, so quite, I'm gonna... quite confident actually now. Look at this again. So it definitely is high stakes, but the yes. question is. Which specific symbol is it in the, oh, the bonus sim- round? Oh, yeah, right. you know how you get the big symbol in the middle. Oh, well, no, it's this wild. wild. Yeah, it's the wild. It's the kind of showgirl. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, yeah. Lindsay. Oh. Your losing streak is over. Yay! <laughs> Matt, I owe you a beer for that. I owe you a beer <laughs> because he would have had my life over. You've never got it. You've never guessed it. So I do need people on my team. Every. I, yeah, I think it's funny that you that you think I'm still not going to say that you've never got one because you haven't got one. <laughs> no, Matt's got one. No, Matt's. Well, to be honest, I struggled, and I should know. I should know that that sound. <laughs> Very well, put it this way, that's the first one that I've actually even recognised, like remotely sounded like a slot machine. The others have yeah. just sounded like random sounds he's got from anywhere. So what you're saying, Lindsay, is you'd like them to go back to being harder? No. <laughs> See, that's what <laughs> I heard. Said, that's no. what I heard. Anyway, yes, Lindsay, your losing streak via Matt is over. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I'm just um, glad right. I'm a bit embarrassed if I hadn't, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we're going to finish with some questions, uh, like we always do. Um, what's, what's made me laugh? And I think he liked this. So there's a gentleman, now I can never pronounce this very well. There's a gentleman called Hall Caliph. 
which I'm sure Matt you knows. Yeah. He, he's yeah. a fellow Sheffield Wednesday fan. All ah, right, but on on the notes that Michael sent me, he's called them hot Khalif. So you know, <laughs> he might he might like that. So anyway, mm, he probably will. Yeah. <laughs> what is the worst thing about vlogging? Let's hand that over to Matt first. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, I think in terms of just the actual vlogging, I <laughs> putting the filming, putting the videos together, uploading them, and sharing them on YouTube. I don't think there's anything negative or anything I don't like. Um, that side of it I love. Um, I guess, I suppose I'd no longer have any truly solo trips would be the, the, the one thing that uh, is it's changed slightly for me in terms of the dynamic of the trips. I mean, Vegas, as, as with you guys, um, is, is, was always my escape where sometimes, you know, I could land there and literally not have to speak to anyone for a whole week. And actually that appealed. Uh, particularly when I was in the old job, it was it was like right, I can sit here, a gamble and drink until I fall over, and I don't have to speak to anybody, and mm. I don't know what time it is. I feel so far away from home. I don't. I'm not thinking about anything to do with the UK, um, and obviously, vlogging. I mean, initially it was that. Initially, obviously, when vlogging, no one did it. It was like you just put your videos up, you carried on with your day, and that was the end of it. Um, but I suppose nowadays it's, it's 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 more difficult to have truly solo trips, and that's mm. not to say I don't I don't like meeting people because I do, but the other option is is often not an option anymore. So that's probably you know one thing. Um, but I, you know you can manage it. So it's it's you know I think you you got to try and balance the group pool nights and the meeting up nights with the nights on your own. And I think I went through probably a couple of years where I struggled with that, but I think the last couple of years, I think it's worked pretty well. Um, mm. And also of course with Suzanne, she, she's not really into the YouTube thing. So I have that side to juggle with as well. Mm. Um, and some people don't really understand that. They think she, it's, you know, she's as keen as I am on the whole YouTube aspect. So there's a lot of juggling that goes on, um, but it, it's, it does sort of come with the territory, although, um, sometimes you just want to just, you know, be on your own or be uh, on your own as a couple, don't you? And sometimes mm. it's not possible. I don't know. It's hard to be incognito, I think. I yeah. mean, we, you know, we have it to a very small degree. You know, like we have nothing like you have, Matt. Um, but we, you know, when the first few times you get recognised, it's like, it's really exciting. It's really, you're like, whoa, you know, people are actually... I, I, I would actually disagree with you there. I would say, cause, because it's not always just people that watch the channel. It's all the other channels that are there, which, which happens almost continuously, isn't it? I mean, mm. you, know, you could pick a week in three months and there'll be another five channels that are there. Uh, and it's, and then there, and if they know you're going, there'll then be a requirement or an expectation that of course, not a requirement, but an expectation that you'll then mm. be up. And, and uh, so you have to manage that whole thing. And it, I'm not, you know, again, it's very, all very positive, but if, if you let it, you could literally, uh, go through a whole week meeting different people every five, five hours, six hours. Um, mm. and, and I think that's just, it's incredible how the whole scene has developed from, you know, when I first did it really just recording for Colin to see Vegas to where it is now, I mean, you, you just wouldn't have believed it back then. I mean, it was, mm. it's crazy how it's got to that level really. Yeah. Um, so you just got to balance the whole, and ultimately, people have to understand that you ultimately you're on holiday. 
<laughs> this is my holiday. Mm. I'm just so happy yeah. to, you know, put the videos up while I'm there. But, you know, I, I want to enjoy my downtime from day-to-day life as you do and everyone else does you know yeah i think i think it's different obviously there, there are vloggers who are professional vloggers or perfect you know the the yeah. ones that are doing it and and that's kind of it's almost their job as as well as the, you yeah. know their, their hobby or whatever whereas i think you know there is a difference to people when you are just you're on your holiday you're having your vacation yeah. and then you kind of you're recording um you're recording it to put out um, so, yeah, I think there is a little bit different. But like I said, we found it a little bit hard. There's been a couple of times, if you want to be incognito, like, you know what I mean? If you if you just want to, like, you know what, we're not going to film today or we're not going to film this morning, we're just going to... And we've done it before where Michael's been standing in a rewards queue and somebody's <laughs> grabbed a hold of him or I've been going to the toilet and someone's grabbed a hold of me. And But it but it's nice, like, you like it. But it, it does sometimes just mean that you can't be completely under the radar sometimes, you know, if you want to be. Um, I would say from my point of view, the worst thing about vlogging is actually the editing. Um, And it's just because I cannot come home and edit. I could not come home and edit at home. I just couldn't do it. I've tried, I mean, put it this way, we vlogged Florida, but nobody knows it yet because the videos aren't out. (laughs) Because we we didn't do it when we were out. I said, I'm not going to, I said, we're with the kids. I'm not going to edit this and put this out while we're there. And what? five months on as they're still not out and I, I can't put myself back in that zone and put myself back in that that space and and be like get the momentum of you know yeah. my kind of diary of the day um so I have to do it when I'm there um and it, it's not like I hate editing it's just it's it's maybe a couple of hours that I you know that I that I have to do that I kind of have to do it otherwise I wouldn't do it at all mm. it's that type of thing so I, I would quite happily just film and just put it out there but obviously you have to edit it you have to make sure you you know it follows and it flows and stuff like that so yeah I mean I, I, would, mm. I would say now I mean I don't I wouldn't really say that I edit really I mean I, I sort of I mean I, I've always followed the same format I mean if you look at them you know, five years ago or now, they're exactly the same. And that really goes back to my love of old television programs. I always used to hate it when someone changed something, you know, whether it was the theme <laughs> or this or that, or the, or the makeup of what it was. And I, you know, I just, I, I, I do what I do and that's it. If you like it, great. If you don't, fine. But um, so I think just now I've got more streamlined with it where throughout the day I just flick the clips in and I know the bits where I need to mute the sound and put the music in. And I've got my, you know, my library of music that I rotate. So really it's, it, it's not huge amounts of editing. I wouldn't say now purely because I'm so used to doing it really. Although mm-hmm. funny enough on the first um, day of any trip, I'm always quite nervous. If, particularly if I haven't done it for six months, you know, it's like, Oh shit, I'm out, mm-hmm. of, the, out of the habit, but it's amazing by day two, you're right back in it again. Um, yeah. I'm usually in the airport on the way going out thinking, Oh God, yeah. how do I vlog again? <laughs> Like I'm picking the camera up and getting loading the app and thinking, all right, yeah, this is how I do it. But yeah, there is definitely pressure to create content. And that, that that doesn't mean to say gambling more, but there is pressure to make sure you have a vlog at the end of the day when you go to bed. I mean, I remember when I, I was, I met um, Cinnamon this trip and, you know, I did a live stream on her channel and it went on for a couple of hours or something. Um, and I hadn't really done much the previous the rest of the day and so we we got to like i don't know it was probably like half 12 in the morning something like that and uh, uh cinnamon said right let's go and get fucking pissed right and, and i said i haven't actually got a vlog for today i, I need to do mm. something i'll record something you know and there is there is an element of that um 
And actually, it ended up being probably one of the best vlogs of the trip because I just went out and, and gambled and won a hand pay and everything was great. <laughs> and, and, but it, it, there, is, there is a pressure, particularly if you're, if you're – everyone expects one every day while you're there. So because mm. it doesn't always think, work that way, does it? No, I think we were seeing that because we used to do day one, day two, day three. Mm. Um, we now do part one, part two, yeah. part three, and right. and if it if it happens to go half a day and then half the next day, we'll just do it. We don't generally follow a format where we kind of do a roundup on the night or a roundup the following morning. We just kind of put out what's what we've got, if you know what mm. I mean. So we're kind of a we. That's what we've started doing, so that so that we don't have that pressure. So if we if we're knackered and we just want to go to bed and we haven't got enough for a vlog, we just we just record something in the morning and stick that in, and it's, oh, no, it's the yeah. next part. I do exactly the same. I did it, uh, I think, at least once this last trip, where I thought, right, I, I want to go to bed now. I'm tired. Um, you know what? I'm just going to make a, a longer Starbucks run in the morning and just splice it together. And there you go. Um, so yeah. you know, it, it doesn't have to be day one, day two. It can be, as you say, part one, part two. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, I, 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 there's, there's not there's nothing I hate. I guess the other the only other thing really for me is sort of the the peripheral stuff around social media and the nonsense that goes on on that. Um, and again, that, that I think I just think social media has got meaner in general. Um, so I don't think it's anything specifically to do with my channel or necessarily me even. But I, I just think you know if you if you're posting things, you're going to get comments. It's it's yeah. almost it's part of the territory now. Whereas certainly when I up until probably actually probably COVID in a way, I, I don't think I never I never had a negative comment, mm. uh, and I just think people have got more angry in general. I do, I really do. Um, and <laughs> I they think take that anger out on people, and they, they, there's a lot of judgment when they when people don't know anything about you. But there's huge mm. judgment on very small little things, and that always surprises me. I mean, that's that's kind of a part of what my answer would be as well, because I mean. I mean, obviously, I I write for for my job, so I've I've been kind of in the social media um, kind of sphere, if you like, and I've been very visible on social media for you know years now, um, and I feel I feel comfortable with that because I'm very I'm very kind of at ease with writing, and I'm thinking you know I'm getting judged here on something that I know that I'm extremely good at, you know. Um, and I can hold my own with it. The vlogging, I'm obviously a lot. I'm, I'm obviously becoming a lot more visible on mm. social media, and I feel like when I'm speaking or when I'm being filmed, I can't hold my own as much as I can when I'm kind of writing. And it, it I think it can make you feel quite vulnerable in a way. And 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 you don't really want to come out of of something like this feeling that way. You know, you want to do it so that it makes you feel good and that you enjoy doing it. And yet there are people who, you know, they seem to want to go out of the way to kind of like tear you down a bit and make you feel bad about it. Oh, no, no, um, there is a hundred percent. And that, um, has, yeah. that's increased certainly in the last three years. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm perfect or anything like that because I'm not. And, you know, we all say things we, we, you know, in the heat of the moment, but I just think that there's a lot of, um, well, it's, it's, it's literally hatred. And this is what I don't get. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, hate is a very strong word. Um, and I, I, you know, I can't honestly think of one person I actually physically hate. And yet, you know, some of the messages you get, you read them and you think, 
what the hell? You know, what, what is going mm. on in your life that you feel the need to be so hateful um, on what is essentially a holiday video? Mm. It is. Uh, it is crazy. I mean, we see some of the things that are said. Like you say, you just think, what went through that person's head <laughs> to do that, or what made that person think that that was acceptable to say? Um, mm. It is. It, it is bizarre, and and I think obviously what some people would say as well. You vlog, so you put yourself in that environment, but yeah. you no, know, you don't. You do. You, you know don't, what I mean? Right. You, you don't. Mm. You, you you vlog so that you you know you can share your share your trip, share your wins. You know, other people can, you know, find out, you know, information and whatever else and join in with you. But, um, yeah, it can be difficult, I think. Um, certainly, I think we've been very lucky so far. We've had a lot of support, but we are so much smaller um, channel-wise, so we don't get in front of as mm. many people. So I think it's very it's very kind of small and supportive community that we've got so far. But um, it, it's out there all the time. You see it and whatever else. And I, I just get the sense sometimes with you, but you, you kind of do a thing. <laughs> do you could say hello and 10 people will tell you you've said it wrong it's oh, like <laughs> i mean it's i mean just recently with the, the whole group pool thing it's sort of i mean um you know this for me this is at the end of the trip and I, you know i'd gone in the air and i actually hadn't paid for the wi-fi and um you know and everything had been fab i had a fabulous week really fabulous week and i landed and my you know as you literally landed you put your phone on all these fucking messages come through and you just think it's almost like someone's you know right he's coming back now we'll get him you know it's the, it, it, that's the way it made me feel whether that was the the intention i don't know but it's like why you know why why even comment on what is basically a whole load of um just just a whole load of people meeting up for a social event that's it um mm. that's it exactly yeah no we, we felt exactly the same but i mean the thing is uh, we we're the same as like everybody else there are some people's vlogs that we enjoy there are some people's vlogs that we we don't enjoy as much and we just we watch the ones that we like and but then we don't say nasty things about the ones that we don't mm. we just don't watch them as much yeah. but we don't go out of our way to to kind of criticize them for it you know um i don't i can't really understand people who 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 would you know no so it's, it's, it's all got a bit silly really i mean I'll, 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 mm. the bottom line with the whole um uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very grateful for the whole vlog thing in terms of the friends I've made, okay? Um, you guys, 100% in there. Ben, I'm going to miss people out now, but, you know, Rob Gauchus, uh, Drew Benet, all the all the people, you know, everyone knows who they are, who I, Hog and Tucson, a whole load of people. Um, and, of course, you know, if you, if you meet, you know, 20, 30, 50 people, there's going to be a couple that you just don't rub along with. That's it. Mm. And, and and that's that's really all it is. And I, I just think, um, you know, it, that's it really it, it, it's just part of normal life it doesn't mean to say one person's bad or one person's good or one person's right or one mm. person's wrong it's just uh, different personalities and um uh, and that that you know that you know i've i've been in a you know i have thought of quitting on numerous occasions but you know i'm not going to quit you know it's like uh, ultimately if people want to come at me, I'll actually make twice as many videos just to piss you off. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Please do. Um, okay, we've got a few more questions, but I'm actually just going to – we'll just do one more because I think we're, we're going to run out of time. But um, So this was from a Tory Moorish. Would you rather play all slots but only in one casino or play only one type of slot but in any casino? Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So basically, you can play. You can go only go to one casino, play everything, or you can only play one slot, but you can go to any casino you want. Hmm. Yeah. I think that one's really, really hard. I think I would get bored stiff if I could only play one slot for the whole trip. Um, I, I think would agree with you. Was... The only thing I would say is I went to Sam's Town last trip and, and I played all the slots I wanted in there. Then I was bored because I was in the same place. <laughs> yeah okay that's yeah so i basically that's, that's went back to plaza and probably played the same machines but in plaza <laughs> and it was different mm. what about you Lindsay? what would you do now i think if it, if you could cheat a little bit this is to me is like you know when they ask you like if you could only have one meal for the rest of your life now i would say pizza because then you can have different toppings yeah. right so this is what i would so i would say because they're not saying you have to have a certain type of pizza so if i say pizza i can have different toppings with this i would say i would go for the one slot different casinos but i'd go for something like dragon link and if i can play the different varieties of dragon link then it's kind of like a or a locket link or a you know like something like that where if you could play one type but you can play the different versions of it to be honest with you Mm. i could play yeah actually i will answer this question um i will i would happily go around vegas in different casinos playing Dragon Link, even if it was even if it was just uh, one of them, all night long, quite happily. There you go. Mm. <laughs> I love that game. I'm sorry, I would never get bored. <laughs> but yeah, but that's because, that's boring, because but, you know I wouldn't get. Bored. But that's because you win on it a lot more than we do, though. I just, we, I, we get bored of the losing on it. I think. <laughs> you know we don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah, the bloody panda. Yeah, I, <laughs> I tell you what, if I could only play that, I wouldn't even go to like Vegas. I think. Yeah, if I could only play the bloody panda. We love Dragon Link, and it's one of those we things do, that yeah. you, you do you do watch vlogs, and you kind of oh, everybody plays Dragon Link. Yeah, but it's so good, and you well, know there's a you're reason. There's a reason why everybody does. You know. Yeah, you know you're going to get hits. You know it's going to keep your interest. I mean, most of the time, obviously, occasionally it doesn't. But you know, and then the balls are so lush. Out oh, there, and you know, you and their bonuses are so good. Like you can get, you know, the the multipliers and all the different types, and the you know, it's just it's just got everything, hasn't it? As a game. Mm. Actually, here's an interesting question for you that I've thought of: is would you say that um, because you produce a vlog, does that force you not force you, but does that mean that you think more about the variety of games you play for the content, um, or do you genuinely play what you would play even if you weren't vlogging? We genuinely play it, but I'll tell you why. It's to do with Michael more than me. Michael likes to know what's... He likes to know a game before he plays it. Like, he (laughs) likes to know what he's looking for, and Hmm. he likes to know how it works and what to look out for. Whereas I'm one of these that could randomly sit at a game and just stick, you know, $20 in or $50 in and see, as and go, oh, that's quite interesting. Whereas Michael's a bit more... He likes to know what he's getting. Mm. So he tends to play the games. What he will do is he'll try games that he's seen on vlogs. So if he's seen them on vlogs and then he can kind of say, oh, that's how they work, that's what I'm looking for, then he'll play them. But if it's a complete random new game and I'm like, oh, let's put it in there, he's like, no. I don't like it when I don't understand how I'm losing. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we never actually win on it. So, uh, so all I've got left is understanding how I'm losing. <laughs> and uh, so, um, so yeah, Lindsay's right in what she says. Hey, I need to know. I need to know where my kind of money's going. Um, well, I'll be honest, what I, about I, you, Matt? I Chica Bonita last trip, which I had good runs on, mm. purely because I'd seen it in other people's vlogs since I'd been there in August. So that was mm. that's a prime example. 
Um, and sometimes play, people uh, play things that I've played. I played it because I've seen other people play it. And I think mm. ultimately Vogs are very good for that. It makes you understand the game and know what you want to hit on when you go back. Mm. Because, Do you because, think that because, happens because, with us? Sorry. Because obviously, Matt, you were a big fan of the plants, weren't you, when you saw Lindsay play it? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, yes. I, I, funny enough, I didn't play that this time. Um, <laughs> I, I was watching people play it, and I kept meaning to go on it, but no one was seeing I always think, though, this is my, this is my um, uh, theory, is games are never quite the same the second trip. If you've had a really good run on a game, it mm. never quite pays out that second trip. And Huff and More Puff was a bit like that for me this time, and the Chica Benita sort of overtook it. Um, and it'd be interesting when you go back whether the uh, plant game pays. Well, <laughs> we it, couldn't it, get a it, thing it, off. It never has off. so far. <laughs> it never has so far, so I, I can't see why it would start now. Oh, it, did. it is <laughs> funny that because we, we got loads of wins on Huff and Puff in March, and then when we went to play it in November, we could not hit a thing. We yeah. just couldn't. It, it mm. hated us. It's just funny, isn't it? It is weird, yeah. I always think that mm. the, the new games are slightly looser, and then when you go back, they've tightened them because they're. Um, sort of uh, been very popular. That's just my conspiracy theory. I've got no whatsoever. <laughs> 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 well, I think that's probably it. I think we've talked, um, yeah. talked as much Vegas as we can for tonight, but it's been absolutely lovely, uh, lovely, lovely having lovely. you on, Matt. Oh, no, um, to, to be honest, so thanks so much for inviting me. So, uh, no, thank you. And um, thank you so much for making me a champion of the Vegas Sound. Champion, dear me! <laughs> tell you what, it's going to be a long night after we finish this. I've got some uh, some difficult ones up his sleeve for next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you're, you're you're not getting one right for months after this. I, I know that's that. the thing. Making harder now. <laughs> I love it. I've got to take the glory while I can. Anyway, even yeah, though it's not mine. Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, good. thanks so much for joining us, um, and we will um, we will be having further guests in the future. We've got a couple lined up already, which I'm sure that you all know, uh, but we're keeping them under our hat at the minute. Um, so, yeah, we will um, see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much. Take care.